0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Parking Lot Podcast. This is the show where four friends, Elise Bailey, Maggie Prince, Kate Latimer, and myself, Ellie Janetta, share stories, experiences, missteps, talk to other like minded creative people in the hopes to inspire one another to make cool and creative stuff. So sit down, put that seat back, and get ready for some good old fashioned listening.
1: How do you know if you're tone deaf? You are.
2: <laughs>
0: if you ask the question, it means you are.
1: If you gotta ask. Somebody give me a tone and I'll tell them what it is.
3: Can you match a tone? Yeah. Uh...
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, was the same. It was the same.
3: <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> was that really you trying to match my tone? Try again.
0: Uh, Uh, (laughs) Ah, you're tone deaf. Are you trying to sing
3: the same note as me?
0: Well, you gotta cut all this
3: out. Ray. Ray.
1: Me. Tone deaf.
0: What is going on?
2: You're in
3: like a different
2: octave. so. So
0: It's like the opposite of ASMR. T
2: she got it okay so maybe you're just a soprano
1: thanks i know
0: <laughs> thanks i already knew that
2: thanks my dad is tony soprano <laughs> i knew it all along
0: can you guys do a fake laugh like a convincing fake laugh
2: i do it all <laughs> the time <laughs> no i don't think i can i could never that was great that wow was that's upsetting um,
3: i Kate, uh, when did you just ever really laughed?
2: i've never laughed no one is funny enough for me.
0: No, I yeah no. Well, I, I'm makes... sure you have a fake laugh. You're an actor. No, Ooh. I've been thinking about it. That's why I was thinking like if I had to, <laughs> I feel like that's a bad one. Do you
3: have a fake cry? <laughs> that's really aggressive. A fake
0: cry? No, I don't have a fake cry.
3: Mm. You should really work on that. You should work cry on that now.
0: normally because I'm broken.
3: Have you
2: ever heard about that trick where like some people cut a hole in their pocket and they put some tweezers and like pluck their pubes so that they, <laughs> their their eyes start to water? <laughs> Sorry, no. nobody at Juilliard at me. I'm sorry for <laughs> exposing your secrets.
1: Um, Elise, that fake laugh makes me question our whole entire friendship. And I told it wasn't even that good. I thought it was incredible. <laughs> it
2: really wasn't that good, you guys. I like. I really am not trying that hard. <laughs>
1: oh
3: my god, looks really crazy. It's so scary. Kate, Maggie, for our do you Patreon viewers, there's a video of her doing yeah. it. I no, I don't have a fake laugh. Try I can't, you do. I can't. Do I'm too, it. I'm too shy. No, do it. I'm embarrassed. There's literally only four <gasps> people here. I know, but I can't do it. I'll do it if okay. you do it. No, Maggie, you Three, do, do it. Three, two, one, go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Like These are that. all
3: real laughs. The for issue me. is I have that real giggles. Um, my
1: when I'm actually when I'm really laughing, it I make no sound. I just shake.
2: Mm. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like that. <laughs>
0: Does it sound as good as this laugh?
3: Um, was this all a setup so you could hit that button? We I figured like out it, how to use the sound pads, oh everybody. I God. feel like I just walked straight into a brick wall. I can't believe that's where you were going I feel with like that. I've been kidnapped. I feel so tricked. Right.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Parking Lot Podcast. As you know, this is Elliot, Elise, Maggie, Kate. We're all here and we're together. We're here to talk about stuff Today, we're going to be talking about our weeks as usual. We're going to talk about it because it's the end of the year. Everything's wrapping up. Everyone's nostalgia comes in. So we're going to have, I'm sure, everyone's best of lists. So we're, you know, we're young. We have to talk about our Spotify list came out this week. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Bly Manor, our fashionably late review, as well as how we deal and how we react to constructive criticism. How was everybody's week? Uh, at least you said that you had something exciting happen. You t- you start. Um, I
2: did not have something exciting happen. I had something actually quite upsetting happen, but oh. it was like a nice way to reflect on being in a creative industry. Uh, for a bit of backstory, last week we had a event, or maybe you might say a gig, a job, at work that involved a corporate client that we know pretty well and we enjoy working with. And they wanted to host a live streaming donation event. And they hired a band that would be the performers and the hosts and kind of do like a little holiday sing along. And, and we were hired as a production company to just push that out live. And the interesting thing about this choosing was that we all, all three moving parts there, have personal dynamics in relationships. It's not like we were all just three random acts put together for this. Like we all know each other and have worked together previously, extensively, personally, professionally. So... Leading up to this event, it was kind of pushed on the back burner. There was a lot of assumptions because I think everybody came into this thinking that, like, this person already talked to this person. We don't really need to follow up with this person. This person knows what's going on. So quite a lot of assumptions, not a lot of follow up. Follow up. So long story short, the night of the event was a true disaster. Could not have gone worse. Everybody dropped the ball in one way or another, some more than others. And it was really, really heartbreaking to watch that happen in in real time, literally live, Um, especially because the corporate client we were doing this for is like, great, you know, our particular contact is a very good guy and we like working with him. And it was like so hard to let somebody down like that and see it happening right in front of you and knowing that by the time you realize that it was already off the rails, it was too late. So that was really like a like a step back for me in a lesson, just in like producing and project managing and like realizing like you can't working with people you like is great and it's an amazing opportunity, but that doesn't mean you can kind of be lazy about it and take risks. If anything, you need to put more work into it because it's like you want this to go so well for so many more reasons. And I think everybody had that intention of being like, yeah, we want this to go well. And in that there were a, a little bit of oversights. So that was hard and it was like by the time the event ended, which we were forced to end because we'd overstayed our welcome at the venue, it was literally like somebody had died. Like we were all packing up our stuff and it just was like, just irredeemable. There was no going back. Yeah, like silence, like there's nobody to apologize to and there's nobody to ask for an apology from. Like we're all kind of, I mean, at the end of the day, the corporate client was not uh, like accountable like he didn't really need to say sorry to him. we need to say sorry to him but it just kind of was like ooh that was really all that you could say it was just ooh like so, the
0: end of suicide squad
2: <laughs> yeah it was exactly like the ending of suicide squad I've never seen that movie i can't even picture what the ending to that movie was but i'm sure it was, was
0: that's a, that's the point right there
2: but yeah so i learned a really hard and fast lesson there about communication about project management about communication uh and most importantly about testing things out before the day of so yeah i think in a creative way uh that was a creative lesson how do you feel now like days later or a Um, week later we're quite not out of the weeds yet there's a lot of blaming happening behind the scenes which sucks um, but at this point I like, it was like, as soon as it happened, it was like, we just have to laugh. Like, there's really no other way yeah. to go about this. Like we have to try and find some light in it. Cause otherwise people are just going to be heartbroken and devastated. Like, you know, obviously there was like money on the line and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but also just like reputation, you know? Uh, so it was definitely a big ego hurt to everybody involved, but yeah, a couple of days on now, I just, all I feel is just like regret
3: Oh boy, filled with regret. I hate that. Our boss called me the next morning and was like, "I'm glad you weren't there. I think you would have quit." Yeah, it was, it was like brutal. Oh my God. Apparently, it's hard to just watch. It's like, I would equate it to the Titanic sinking into the ocean and you're like, there's so much loss here and there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Just a slow sinking ship.
2: Mm -hmm. It was quite akin to watching a train wreck. Like you ever seen those, those like videos, like those Facebook compilations of just like cars that get stuck on the track before a train comes and all they can do is just run out of the car and let it get hit. That's what it was like. Um, But what a fun, happy way to start this week's episode, you guys. How are your weeks?
0: Maggie, bring up the the energy here.
1: Boy, do I... Pump it up. Hit that air
2: horn. I had
1: such an eventful week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Nothing really happened to me. Um, Me and Sarah, my roommate, um, we started doing um, little yoga sessions um, at lunchtime when she takes her lunch, and um, it's through video with this um, woman who's probably... I'm going to say 64 years old because that's... Really specific. Well, she looks like my mom and my mom is... 60, sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my am 63. I don't know. Um, I heard
3: she was 35. I,
1: yeah, I, actually, true. Um, anyways, this woman, its she's adorable. And I like giggle throughout the whole entire thing because she's constantly like losing her balance and being like, oh... <laughs> oh and then her like her uh her dog comes into the screen and she's like shh, shh. she's like sorry about that and then she'll like fall over again and she like i swear guys there's only water in my cup that there's no vodka are these live yeah <laughs> Is it someone from Sarah's workplace who's running it? Um, uh, I think like of the like maybe I shouldn't be saying that. Okay, because I'm not really supposed to be participating. V- in this. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's
3: illegal that you're we, we keep in the, the room at the same the time. The <laughs> warning
2: that comes up when you watch a VHS. We, mention, alone. <laughs> we keep
1: our camera off so that they don't see us. Right. Um. Because I'm not supposed to be there. It's really top secret stuff. Uh. Anyways, we got a lot. Are out we gonna of it. have to cut this out? No. Well, These ma- are also sorry, the Sarah. same
2: people that are doing vaccine trials. <laughs>
0: no, they're Taking not. advantage of senior citizens during a pandemic.
1: <laughs> Anyways, uh, I props to her. I wish I knew her name. Um, <laughs> also, on my walk over What her- are you
3: getting out of it?
2: Um,
1: Yoga. S-
3: sweat. Oh, What kind of question is that? You I said mean? I'm getting a lot out of it and I just wanted a follow-up. Yeah, follow getting up. shredded. Giggles, giggles and <laughs> oh, sweats. Getting and sweat. yoked. <laughs> anyways and then on my
1: walk over here something else happened um i was walking down the street with my i headphones thought you took a street car well i started to, i had to take the streetcar because i was walking too slowly you, so, yeah. you walk incredibly yeah slowly. i'd missed time to myself um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways i was walking uh, with my headphones in and this woman who looked like the yoga instructor slash like my mom basically came up to me with two groceries in her bag and her mask on and she said, can you push up my glasses? And I was like, what? And so I had to like, but I tried to do it in like. Can a Can you spit in
0: my face?
1: <laughs> and I had, to, and she like bent, she like bent over towards me, and I was like, "Oh, well, I have to say yes." So I was trying to what? awkwardly do it in like a COVID-friendly way. So I just ended up if it was like, I just you punched were, her in the face, basically. Like if you were, she said, "I'll do it for
0: those eggs you got right? in here."
1: But I could see her issue; they were about to fall off, and she had two very bag, like plastic bags. But why
2: wouldn't like? There's just so many options I love go when people to. Trust me with stuff like. like that I would, I, I would use my shoulder. Maybe but I. Yeah, I would use my shoulder. I would maybe like. I would go like this. Oh, well, yeah, the I flick my
1: head. Those back. are. Head back? Those are why can't you?
0: Why couldn't you put the bags down?
2: Because they were just
1: like so full and the plastic was looked quite cheap, so it looked like if she were to have put it down, it would have all just like fallen apart.
3: And she saw you and she knew you and, you would and solve her
1: problem. Well instantly. that is the thing I took out of it. I was like, Oh, she like knew that I wasn't gonna actually punch her in the face. I was just gonna like <laughs> use my fist to like it would move take a her real sociopath.
0: Jokes on her, you did just punch her in the face oh, yeah. and you stole her groceries. And now <laughs> I we're I did. eating Anyways, this nice. Did meal. you
1: wa- wash
3: your hands after touching her face? Uh when
1: I got onto the streetcar, I PRL'd myself. Good. Um, but I yeah, so anyways, I thought that was pretty weird.
3: That's the most
2: wild thing I've heard all week.
1: I, I I'm even... in support
3: of that. I feel like that's someone who looks on the bright side of life. But that's someone, someone who has a, a lot of faith glasses? in in society. Yeah. That's the kind of world I want to live in, like a Gilmore girls' society. Anyways, I miss my mom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moral of the story.
3: Your mom would do that, would ask. Oh, someone. she That was my first thought. I was like, is that my mom? Mom? <laughs> mom? mom?
0: Kate, how's your week?
3: My week was, um, it was a little bit hectic. I'm Christmas shopping currently, and um, my family and I get each other books every year. That's our tradition. So I've been strategic. I picked which books I'm getting each member of my family, and I was like, I'm shopping local. It's going to go really well, but it's hard because no, they don't have the books that I need in stock. And so I had to resort, resort to Amazon for one Indigo shipping another one. And then there was one book that it said it was in available in stores, but not for online delivery. So I called they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Order online. And I was like, I can't order online.
0: They're like, we've never heard of this book. We
3: don't She literally was like, Can you say those words again? I'm like, what are the words you're saying? I do not know. Don't the say Bible. <laughs> <laughs> In case my mother listens before Christmas, don't say the names. Okay, well. So then, um, so then, what am I trying to say? so then I finally get I call back because I'm determined this is the book I'm getting for my mom. you hadn't had protein yet I hadn't had protein I was getting really upset with someone oh, on indigo I was like boy. can you please just do it for me <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you say that? <laughs> yeah, she oh did. My God. She was like, why can't you just place the order for me? We're on the phone and I've told you what I want and where I am and where you are. Just give it to me.
3: <laughs> I was like, I, I'm trying to support you, but you're not helping me. <laughs> so anyway, so I called back a while later and got a different representative who was much more helpful. And she was like, let me check if we have the book here. And I was like, great. So she goes, she goes, we do have the book. I don't know why it's not available online curbside pickup is all prepaid so we can't do that so you're gonna have to come to the back door entrance of indigo at bay and bloor and like sort of wave to call someone's attention (laughs) to you standing at a locked door or like call inside and Mm -hmm. and (laughs) so in the middle of the day we're we're shooting at tso i like say to my boss i was like can i Take our van to go do an errand. Our
1: <laughs> van with thousands of dollars worth of gear in it to go in this to, alleyway. To
0: buy one book.
3: <laughs> I only have a half-hour window. I have to a half-hour window. So I go uh
0: parking. Imagine them. you standing by the <laughs> back in the bookstore, like waving That's this exactly person down.
3: She, <laughs> no, it was in <laughs> leaning against this unmarked van. <laughs> it's an empty manual life center, and I'm standing there for five minutes trying to get someone's attention. And then I finally call and get like shuffled through three people and then finally some hipster comes to this like locked door that's Mm -hmm. all glass and he's like he like puts his face next to the in the gap between the the two panels of glass and goes are you kate i was like (laughs) yes i i'm kate (laughs) we're like shouting at each other so then i do i tap to pay through the glass i didn't know you could do that yeah and then he quietly like unlocks the door from the bottom places the bag on the floor relocks the door and then i sort of like approach and pick up the bag and leave and it's the most like like i i i've never purchased a book like that <laughs> and i hope to never again i can't believe what i the lengths i went to to get like this it was book. like a money drop for a drug it was deal a money drop or a yeah. ransom you had something on your mind you need to- i needed that book and i hope my mother appreciates what i went through to get it yeah
0: There's like so many little businesses that you didn't. You have to deal with like a certain level of awkwardness now because you have such face to face. Someone bringing you something like today, I was walking past um, Sonic Boom. And there's this guy like waiting by the glass to pick up his record. Be like, oh, so what's your name? And he's like, oh, my name's Greg. My record's right there. And it's just like, oh, and you have to like, the person will look, you. I guess you get this no matter what when you pay for, but like, look at your record, look at you, and then hand you the record that you paid for. But like, what if you're buying some like really weird, weird shit. record? Be like, yeah, I'm getting the Mariah Carey greatest hits. Yes, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. That's right. only are
2: getting the tribal South African drum circles. <laughs> the best of 2010s mm-hmm. Great. nothing Great but jam. Also, music not weird.
0: for 45 minutes
3: <laughs> yodel boy remixes that's what i'm getting for Kay these are away. all jams jam 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 elliot how was your week
0: my week was nice um i had some wholesome work experience this week i am um, did a little freelance web uh design slash help this week with a with a friend of a friend of mine. And it was nice to just have a little correspondence with um, someone who is significantly older than I am and who knows nothing about web design and be like, oh my God, and we can put pictures on it. And I was like, yeah, we can put whatever picture you want. Like all that kind of stuff. And it was it was really funny.
2: You have a way with the older ladies. Yeah, I think I do. really blows. I mean, like when I say older ladies, I don't mean like a cool crisp 40. I mean like 75 plus.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They see something uh, trustworthy in me or something it is. But she's a
3: fine young You woman. have a vibe like you're from the nineteen forties. I was about to say. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll we'll get to that when we get
0: to my uh, my Spotify music for the for this <laughs> oh, year. We'll God. get there. But um yeah, that was nice. It was um it was surprisingly, it was just funny to correspond through email with someone who's over 65 for the past five days. Which Are was there a lot funny. of typos? On their emails? Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. I was also like, but you you know how to email and you're like sending me Absolutely. transfers and like all this kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, my dad doesn't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, But then I watched my dad type today and I'm like, there's, there's, I, I get it now. Like if it, if, if he's going to pay for something and it doesn't immediately pop up, like, you know, and you just like, yeah, like fills in fills? or whatever, if yeah. it doesn't fill in, it, we're like, we're not getting that package. I don't know who, you know, like I, I don't live in Wisconsin, like <laughs> because he'll type it in or whatever. Um. <laughs> I guess this leads perfectly into our taste of music.
2: Well, why don't you kick off your Spotify? I think I should
0: go last because I think mine is going to be the polar opposite to most of the people here.
2: I'll go first because mine's not going to be that interesting or remarkable. Are you going to, I have,
0: because like right now I have it selected, not selected, but I've saved like top genre, favorite song, top songs, top decade, and top artists.
1: Whoa. Okay. I, I should really pull mine up. How do I pull that up?
0: Okay, this is great. Everybody, well, this is great content here. We we'll should just have had a, this all I took
2: screenshots. Of let's the, just take of a little t- Spotify break. We'll cut this out.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I I just took two screenshots of um like my top four songs and my top four artists. Okay. I want to see the rest With of it. I'm just
3: on my my top songs. Do's. No, no, no. But if you click careful. through the thing. Yeah, you had a lot the of Taylor Swift. The story of your 2020 with kids. Who does the, that mean?
0: Is everybody ready?
2: No. Does Kate look ready to you? How hard is it?
0: Mm-hmm. Elise is going to go first, and then you're going to follow Elise's lead here.
3: See, but, look, your, your last so one... So much patience for loading sound effects... But not forgetting the Spotify. No, just
2: start from the top, Ellie. Start from the
0: top. Okay, now we're gonna talk about our Spotify list because we fucking have to do that shit. Okay, you suggested so?
2: it. You were like today. You were like, let's talk about our Spotify list. Like, it's at least the cool thing to do. Why
0: don't you you lead us off? Here.
2: Okay, so my Spotify wrap up for this year is not interesting. Uh, unique, in-depth, or anything. It's pretty on point for me. Um, My top genres were indie rock, indie garage rock, indie soul, indie folk, and rock. So pretty much I'm all around a 17-year-old white boy who uh, likes to skateboard.
3: That's Um, not what you play
2: at the office. That's like entirely what I play at the office. My whole... Decade was just the 10s, was just the 2000s. Are you like a hipster skater
3: boy from high school? I
2: think so. Um, And also, my number one song, which I'm a little embarrassed about, was Buttercup by... Jack Stauber which was really popular on TikTok this year never
0: heard of it can
2: you sing it for us (laughs) I will not sing it uh, because it's very hard to sing it's not I don't know how to describe it I'll play it for you afterwards but this guy Jack used to make these like little claymation Shorts on Facebook a couple of years ago And he had all these like really weird songs Like ooh a peppermint Ow my mouth and it was just super strange And then he started making real music And so I'd heard this song before and then I, I saw something on TikTok that was like a Challenge that was set with that song as the background And I was like whoa and I checked it out On it, on Spotify and he's like 63 Million streams on this one song And then everything else is like under 100,000 so anyways But that was my number one song for 2020 which I was like I don't want people everybody think i just love tiktok but i do love tiktok um but to summarize my top artists were joji again somebody who i've followed for many years as filthy frank kurt vile because i love that hysteria uh syphian stevens because i like to cry Matronomy who i've mentioned before because i like uh weird brit pop sometimes and conan moccasin my top songs were buttercup Shift Alternate Version from Grizzly Bear, which uh, that was in Blue Valentine, which I watched this year. And I really liked that song. I'd never seen the movie before. I'll Gladly Place Myself Below You by Maddie. Great song. Habit Blood Cultures Remix. Great remix. And Counting Sheep. Also good song for when you're feeling a little angsty. And my top genre was indie rock. Classic. Ooh. Wow. So good. And I listened to 25,000 minutes. Ooh, That's a I lot didn't, of minutes. I minutes? really like, at the very end slide, I really like like usually I don't know, Spotify wrap-up hasn't been around that long, but I like it this year because it's like, Oh, I, I'm genuinely interested in what people are listening to this year. When like some people have like fluctuated in how much time they have to listen to music. But like I used my Discover Weekly a lot this year, which I never really used to use, and I found so much cool new music through that. So I listened to I think five hundred and thirty-one new artists this year.
0: Did um Whoa. did they did they do this last year too? Yeah. Yeah. Because I I don't think I was using Spotify. It last was year.
2: huge
1: last year. Like whenever yeah. I'd go over to some. Somebody's house, or have like go to like a little party. It was like everybody had to like stop and take out their phones and be like,
2: "What's my wrap up? Yeah, this is my third wrap up.
1: What crossover do we have? Yeah, Maggie, how was yours? Um, mine was like as expected. I'm. I feel like a lot of the stuff that's on my list is like um stuff that is like easy to listen to while I work not mm. necessarily the stuff I would like listen to when I'm like wanting to like really like be like listen listen to music um that being said there's a lot of artists on here that I like truly truly love and have loved for a long time and then some where I'm like am I going to be listening to them in 2 years? I don't know. Mm. Um my top artist is men i trust and i was Oh, love men i trust. Yeah, and We've we also, seen them in concert. I know, me and Elise went to a concert one time. Um, and we showed up very late and I think that we were like making fun of them the whole time. We were like a little high and just like at the (laughs) front, front row and just like watching this like hip girl, like sway and saying,
2: we were literally like, like making fun of her. Like,
1: but we were having the best time ever. But then both went home
2: and were like, "Oh!"
1: (laughs) And then now, my top. Now seven
3: is downloaded in my downloads library. That's really good. (laughs) Thanks Um, for the invite to the concert. No Um, problem. This was before your time.
1: No, I'm kidding. It wasn't (laughs) at all. Before you were born, (laughs) we I knew you for a long time at that point. At least, and I weren't friends. I get it.
2: I don't think I even knew you. We went to a a Wild Nothing concert, who I was surprised was not on my list.
1: I yeah, know. every
0: time Kate was brought up, at least was reaction, she like, who's that who's bitch?
1: That I was man? like, the fuck? No, she was actually like, I really want to meet her. Yeah. I think I'll really love her.
2: I was also doing a Men I Trust uh, yeah. impersonation while saying that.
1: <laughs> um, and then my second artist was uh, Radio Department, and they've been one of my favorite bands for like a very, very long time, and mm. also just good to listen to while I work. Uh, claro, mm. which as was an unexpected one. Um but I realized again, she's very easy to listen to. She's incredibly catchy, so I'm yeah. like, why not? Like, a, I, I don't know. She's some easy listening. Kelly Uchis, I like love her a lot. And then Sharon Van Eden. Mm. Eden never know. Um, but yeah, she's probably the one that I listen to when I'm feeling sad. It's a lot of a lot of the my songs and artists were like sad women singing. Which is, I uh, realized, indie rock like is my genre, but I feel like it's more so just like sad women singing.
2: What were your top songs? Uh, Top songs? I
1: thought
0: you were going to say indie rock really is what Maggie Prince is. is? But-, but
2: The Maggie Prince brand is quite indie <laughs> rock, but the Maggie Prince persona is smooth jazz. <laughs> smooth jazz.
1: Um, my top song was the same top song as my last year. It's oh, top song. That's embarrassing. Which I was embarrassed by. <laughs> which was Baby uh, Justin Bieber. Baby Justin Bieber. <laughs> um, it was Lucy Dacus' Night Shift. Um, mm. Love that song. And then I had Roadhead by Japanese Breakfast. Oh, love that song. Me
2: It's great. You
0: Roadhead by road Japanese road Breakfast. Yes.
2: <laughs> on a turnpike
1: Interesting.
2: Uh, Elliot's gonna bring that up for a
1: long that time on, now.
2: That was on my 2020 really? playlist. Yeah. Oh, cool. I can't um, think of
0: Right off of the bikini that... bottom soundtrack.
2: Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> right
1: off. Uh, no, it's much more than that. Uh, Bags by Claro um, Nice. He would have laughed by Deer Hunter. Oh, nice! Know, Such a good song. song.
0: Do you like wow. the Deer Hunter movie?
1: Um, I've never seen that movie.
0: I bet it's nothing like the song.
1: Uh, it's nothing like okay. the song. I I take Elise's word for it. Okay. And then uh, The Bug Collector okay. by Haley Henderson. Oh, Hendrix. Maggie,
2: so good. Oh, I don't know so good. who any of those
3: people are. I love all of those songs. Me too.
2: <laughs>
3: Why don't <laughs> you do. play this in our house? I do. Oh. You're, You're just, just, just always plugging your ears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't stop and say, oh, who's this?
2: Yeah.
3: Kate. Um. Okay. My top artists. I don't know how this happened. And I'm <laughs> great. Oh okay, wait, sure, I forgot to sure, say how sure. much I listened to, which was more than
1: Elise. So oh, it not was to brag okay. not but to she brag. spends a lot of time drawing. Thirty four thousand three hundred. It's pretty good. I
2: guess you just like music more than Elise. I guess
1: so. Actually, I would argue that's probably
2: very untrue. You probably have more time to listen to music yes. undisturbed during the Absolutely. day. Absolutely, I get barked at every once in a while when there's like an hour of silence. Byron will be like music. And then he gets on a phone call, and I immediately yeah. have to turn it off. So. Yeah, and then
0: you are like, "Finish whale playlist."
2: <laughs> because I love them. <laughs>
3: Anyways, Kate, what what is the name of that band? Sigur Ros. He was wearing a Sigur Ros shirt yesterday. I don't know if you know. It's one of his two shirts.
0: <laughs> it had a big blue whale on it. <laughs> oh
3: uh, man! So I would I, anyway, uh, number one is Hala. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Because I showed you Halla like one month ago. And then I I guess I just had it on repeat. I really yeah. like that one album. Okay. whos Halla. <laughs> He's this guy who looks exactly like Elliot. He's he does like, look sh- exactly Lisa's like Elliot. Like, I showed Elliot. you that
0: yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> 48,000 streams?
1: Oh my god, Kate. That actually reads. I feel like Kate does like find something. I, like, she's like something.
3: She's like, put on this song. Yeah. I got obsessed. Uh, number two is Abba, and what? I'm I'm sorry Unreal. about that. Oh my God, no! Don't okay, be sorry. Abba's great. Thanks, guys. Abba uh, is great. three is Julia Jacklin. I went oh, to the Abba love museum. Her. There's a museum. Yeah, you have nice. to be you're Swedish or Nordic, Nordic to get in. I, I yeah, can't you can in in to show the your passport is when you when you walk in. I could Good pass. To know. Maybe Um, number four, Kurt Vile. Nice. Number five, Courtney Barnett.
1: Oh, I'm. Uh, I'm jealous that Courtney Burnett's on your list I guess I just
3: listen to her more I don't think you do though because often I put
1: someone and you're like is this Courtney the (laughs) thing is is that I play the same songs over and over again is
0: this (laughs) Courtney
2: you know what I'm really surprised is
3: not on Kate's list so far is Venga Boys oh yeah oh my god (laughs) it's because we never play it from my phone (laughs) yeah you're you're right you impose it on other people yeah Okay. De- de- what are you doing de- de- at work de- de-
2: de- 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 She right. does She makes me put it on Dragonette uh, What's that song that you like by Dragonette Oh um <laughs> She can't even remember, What's but yet for a week straight, she made me play it every single day to the point where I was just like drowning it out oh and smashing gosh. my head against the window. What was it called? I don't know. And I hope Kate, I never find out. you can't out.
1: play that song for other, they don't understand it. Nobody finds it funny but us.
2: And Party Boss by Vengo yeah, Boys. Yeah,
1: Party Bus is only
3: funny to. Sometimes I get really sad at work and I just want to dance. <laughs> yeah. Songs get into my head and then I just have to hear them over and over again until I get tired of them. Then my top songs are uh, Kids by Busting the Bass, which I really liked. Yes. This one, I don't know how it got on there. Number two is Dance Monkey by <laughs> T- Toe Flo. Dance Monkey, dance monkey, dance uh, monkey. Uh.
2: Shut the fuck up. I don't think I've ever heard you listen to that. Oh
3: it's because I have a face. Another <laughs>
0: Swedish artist, though.
3: Oh, is she Swedish?
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. She was like a street performer. Um, oh, yeah. She was a
0: street person. <laughs>
3: What? So, <laughs> so you <did> hello. Know. <laughs> it was hello by dragonette that's what she liked. Yeah, so you like
1: so you did know that she was hello. swedish you were just pretending not to remember
3: I didn't realize that's she was quite uh, odd. a swedish what do you street performer swedish she
1: had
3: javu? okay
1: that's the second swedish person to appear on your list what's going on
3: I'm obsessed <laughs> <laughs> and then I have waterloo sunset by the kinks uh, under attack who's that by it oh, say? that's ABBA, uh, and then <laughs> Seventeen by Sharon Van Eaton.
1: Wow, that's pretty good. Oh, 17 is such that a good a,
3: song. Those are surprises to you as well as me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I actually the biggest surprise was I logged in to check mine, and I'm also logged into Kate's Spotify for our podcast, so it immediately popped up with Kate's stats, and I was like, "I, well,
3: I can't I, be right." <laughs> I
2: was like, "I'm not really sure about any
1: of this." Um, I have a question for you, Elise. Were you part of that really rude prank? The other week that was what? playing music while I was trying to relax in my home from the Google Did you, home.
0: Were you the one who stuffed poo in my bed?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's this going? <laughs> Kay was trying to scare me. Did you pee by- on
0: me while I was sleeping?
1: <laughs> <laughs> police. And I wanted to know if you were a part of that. I was aware it
3: was happening and I did have a laugh, but I was. So you were a part of it, but I was unable to stop it. So you were a part of it. It wasn't an instigated prank. I just went to go play music on my Spotify and realized it was playing on the speaker. And then I was like, sneaky brain kicked in. So I played "Girlfriend" by Avril Lavigne. I'll put a spell on you. By- <laughs> oh, I did. I did suggest that Jay she Hawkins. plays. I did suggest that she play "Dust in the Wind." Oh yeah, did I get there?
1: I don't think so. I think I unplugged the <laughs> I kettle.
3: I threw it out the window. At that We're point. down
0: with the sickness.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, what was your music?
0: God, it was so weird. I opened it this morning. All Type Five songs are "Smooth" by Santana. <laughs> oh I'm God. just kidding. One hundred thousand. I have minutes. to set the stage first, though. Well, hold on, everybody.
2: Oh, my God. He's taking his shirt off. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) This is great for all the audio listeners out there. He just Just put on his... Just did a quick wardrobe change.
1: He's wearing a... Whoa. He's wearing a Taylor Swift
3: shirt. Yeah. (laughs) I had no idea. Red album, really? Wow.
0: Turns out I really like Rihanna.
3: (laughs) Every time no. I get in the car, I'm like, "What is this noise?" You're like, "Well, it's
0: it's Metallica." Okay, so my top genre, obviously, number one. This is actually this is the weirdest one. So number one is rock. Number two is soul. Three is soft rock. Number four, bubblegum pop.
2: Oh, whoa! What bubblegum is
0: bubblegum pop? pop. I imagine pop. what
2: like a little boy listened to in his 50s. Club 7, <laughs>
3: lollipop, lollipop, Five yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. it senses, pocket, pop the world,
0: bubblegum pop. And then Fuck number is five is regular pop. You oh. listen
3: to bubblegum pop? Apparently. I imagine
2: your like socks are pulled up to your knees yeah. and you're wearing like a little V-neck shirt stuffed in the air.
3: Every to day when I window, wake up and I have to get when... in the
0: mood for going to work. <laughs> uh, my top song of the year is Safari Song by Greta Van Fleet, which oh is just God. a man who know. sounds like a wicked witch screaming into the night, <laughs> which is great. God. Uh, top songs. Here we go. This is when it's going to be very, very polarizingly different. So I have uh, number one is the Safari song. Number two is uh, Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Oh
3: my God. Number
0: three, we have- I'm like
3: offended by this. Number
0: three, we have Fade to Black by Metallica, another great one, which is also going to be my song when I die, play it at my funeral. So you guys can write that down? (laughs) No one's writing anything down. It's no? okay, we
3: have the recording. I'm going to okay. play some bubblegum pop uh, at your And then months. I <laughs>
0: have number four, When the Curtain Falls by Greta Van Fleet. And number five is No More Tears by Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, and gosh. it reminds me because it, it makes so much sense because like all these songs- make so much sense, really? <laughs> all these songs fall under the, the category of music that I call the Balboa ballads. So what that is, and I actually just came up with that today- <laughs> <laughs> Balboa Baz is like, there's a scene in Rocky when like, you know, the famous Rocky song. Dun dun, 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 dun dun But like, you know, when he's training and like he's there's a scene when he's running doo, up doo, the stairs, he's running up the stairs. Doo, but there's a part doo. where he's running next, like, next to the car. But then he starts running like really, really, really fast. And the music like starts rising and building and building, and building. All of these songs have a moment in them, which would make me feel like I would be running to a Rocky style scene or something like that. And it just gets building and building and building and building and building. And building. I guess I just listen to, like, just music gets me super freaking Are you hyped running up. while you listen to them? I usually, yeah.
1: We listen to music for very different reasons. Yeah, we really do. I just want to feel alive.
0: Uh, yeah. And my top decade was obviously the 1970s. And my top song from this decade was- uh, Defecate. Move- <laughs> my top defecate, uh, uh, Moving Out by Billy Joel. Oh. Little, I mean, Billy
3: Joel is fine. A little like bit of lo- everything. Yeah, I like Billy Joel. Maybe that's what bubblegum pop
0: is. Uh, Here are my top artists. We have number one is the Rolling Stones. Number two is the Beatles. Number three is Led Zeppelin. Number four is Metallica. Number five is Elton John. And if you guys did know, yes, I'm white. Yes, I'm male. And I'm straight. So there you go. That checks about (laughs) all those boxes. The only thing
2: that's missing is you're just a little too young. Yes, and
0: I get along with my father.
2: I get along with my father. I get along with elderly women. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and my minutes listens are twenty six thousand and forty four.
1: Nice, Kate. Wow. What what is your minutes listened? You didn't say.
0: So a little different, a, a little, little different. bit different than everybody else's list, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. No, you I really listened wouldn't. to all five of those songs today, though, on my way here, just to get in the headspace. Oh
2: yeah, I've been listening. Did to you? My I imagine you were listening to that while putting on your Metallica T-shirt that you're wearing right now. You're
0: goddamn right. I walk, Oh, I, I
3: listened to podcasts too. That's nice. <laughs> oh, that's,
2: oh, that's great.
3: Uh, oh, great. That's, we don't care that's, about podcasts oh, on good this for podcast. You. What are your
2: minutes? Where
0: does it? It's work? not.
3: It's not coming up.
0: Well, that's your look into our music personalities. There.
2: Yeah, it's funny because like Elliot in the summer would pick me up a lot in his smart car, and he'd like whip into the little parking spot in front of my house wearing his Metallica T-shirt blasting acdc and you could like hear him coming down the block with his little beep beep in here
0: and then me like hello yeah i'm over here
2: and i'm like oh i can't miss you you're the only smart car for a young lady are you ready
0: yeah
2: that's funny that's precisely what happened yeah that was great well thank you everybody for sharing your music
3: yeah, and now... Kate just gave up on minutes. Yeah, I couldn't find
0: it. We, we've we recently named our f- fashionably late review. Uh, this one is for Bly Manor, everybody. And uh, roll the funky tape. Oh, it's too loud.
2: Sorry, Kate beat us all. She listened to 58,000 shots. up!
0: It's because wow. she was listening to podcasts. But do you listen to podcasts through Spotify? Yeah. No.
3: What? No. Sometimes at work, I listen through Spotify.
0: <laughs> I just read them.
3: <laughs> yeah, blind
2: manner.
0: Pretty wild. We're gonna talk
2: about blind manner. This is going to be a very polarizing discussion. I don't
1: know if it will be because I don't like being the odd man out.
2: I think it really will be. Um, I'd also like to heavily, heavily, heavily say that this is a spoiler talk. We will be spoiling. We will be discussing. We will be dissecting. We will be crying about Bly Manor.
0: No, we won't. You will not be crying.
2: But we will be spoiling. So we do be spoiling. So skip ahead if you don't want to listen to this.
3: Maggie's already so sad.
0: So Maggie, <laughs> you have a very, you seem to be, you enjoy the show a lot, right?
1: Uh, yes. Aspects of it, I enjoyed a lot. Okay.
0: So, and you seem to have the most attachment to it in terms of like you getting excited about talking about it. Um, you, you told wanna, us that it would be. You told us about it and you recommended it, really
1: it. I'm not very good at summarizing. So I would not like to summarize. Okay, well, I like well, remember I made a story. That we can cut this out, but I just cannot summarize for the life of me. <laughs> Tell us a story about
3: when you couldn't. Summarize. <laughs>
0: I can't. I. Just. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll start it like this. So Elise and I just finished the haunting of Hill House. And we thought, oh, now they have the second season, so we're going to lead right into that. And I remember Maggie and uh, Kate both had watched, it, and they're like, "Yeah, you should watch it." Maggie, like, "Oh, it's you said you said it is distinctly better than the first season." <laughs> I
2: don't know if I was that intense about
1: you did.
0: it. You did. I also
2: threw Roz Debird on the plate, and she also said that it was very good.
0: Yeah, another shout out, horror is, fanatic. of Roz, there you go. There's your second shout out. It
2: is good. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, which. Already, I think, set the stage in the bad way for me. Yeah. Because coming right out of Hill House, Hill House and Blind Manor have two very different styles. I'd say tones. tones. The tones
2: and approach to horror are very different.
0: Yeah. Because from right away... This The first one is it takes place in America. This one takes place in England. And they've taken a lot of the same. They're kind of doing like the American horror story kind of thing where they take the same actors and they kind of just throw them into a different story. And a lot of those characters are not English. Mm-hmm. And they use English accents. And there's from the beginning, there's a few people who are, who are English and they sound fine. But then there's a few people who are like, what do we don't? We don't have time. We can't. I can't go visit Flora because we don't have enough. T- I can't make it in time, and I don't know the way from the loo. And then I have to take the the tube down to the the Baker Street, you know. And that's like oh, I know. It, it is like it's kind of remember that scene. Yeah, like I don't know. It was it was kind of goofy to me from the beginning of listening to the accent stuff, and I mm. just for me, I never I never connected to any single one of these characters well, yeah. in this any? show.
2: Yeah, I feel the same. So to summarize what this season is about I'm
3: sorry, Maggie. (laughs) Not (laughs) going to be a fun for me on, Maggie.
2: Uh, To summarize this season, Bly Manor is loosely based on The Turn of the Screw, which was a novel from the 20th century about two kids living in a house. So that's what this is about. It's about two kids, Flora and Miles, who are two years apart and they live in, oh, they stay in Bly Manor as a summer home. Their parents had passed away in a car accident. They are their guardian is their Uncle Henry, who works in London, and he's kind of just stuck them in the summer house, doesn't really pay attention to them. They are looked after by a housekeeper named Hannah, uh, the chef, Owen, the gardener, Jamie, and they're looking for a new au pair, which becomes Danny. And Danny has, is now replacing Miss Jessel. Who used to work there? Oh, Miss Jessel! <laughs> oh, isn't it splendid, Miss Jessel? Come with me. There's a lady in the lake. Yes, Miss Jessel, uh, who has a a tumultuous relationship with Peter Quint, who is their uncle Henry's uh, employee a handyman, of some but, sort, uh, butler, drive name man. It. You name it, he doing it. Henchman.
1: Yes, but isn't
0: it an emergency? Does she need me now? I will
1: say that <laughs> I agree with the accents, and they they make the narrator of the whole entire show. Who's
2: the mom from Spy Kids? Yeah. Her accent, oh my god, she
1: is.
0: Her oh, accent changes like wow. drastically because sometimes I she's know. English, sometimes she's Scottish. Like sometimes she almost she's didn't know that Jamaican her character at some point.
1: was <laughs> Jamaican. <laughs> but um, um, I will say that I think that that's just like um a haunting house like a haunting of thing because remember at haunting of hill house when I mean, in this season, it's great because he has a Scottish accent and he's a British actor, so it, like, works. Rebecca. And that guy is a good actor. But his American accent in Hill House was atrocious. It was so bad.
2: I didn't really notice it. Oh,
1: I
0: It's different. English actors are your... You can give them more of a pass because they're better at most acting stuff. They're better at speaking English. And they're better. But, like, that guy, he is natively um, English or Scottish, but... um, I, you If you didn't have the subtitles on, you can't understand a goddamn word that man is saying. Oh,
1: oh the, yeah, I did have oh,
0: subtitles. Gonna... <laughs> I'm like, what are you, the, from Lord of the Rings?
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a little gnarly. Um, what I struggled with the most is I understand this season is a love story. I get it. I'm not trying to watch this as a straight horror the same way that the first season was. I understand similarly to like we said about the first season is like this is about a family and horror things are happening to them and now we have the very interwoven subplots of love happening to two couples specifically miss jessel and peter quint and to danny and jamie what i don't like and what took me out of the story so much is there's so much character building and there's so many subplots that we spend time on that at the end of the day, have no bearing on the events of the story, and that's what always gets me. And specifically, I started to notice it with um, Danny being haunted by her fiance, right? Her fiance with the the glasses who gets hit by a train yeah, or truck a, a truck. Spoiler. And I understand that like his symbolism as a character was was supposed to be a metaphor for like her not acknowledging her sexuality and that like haunting her throughout her life and her trying to constantly run away from it. I get it. But having him be a physical ghost that like had jump scares, like I was like, well, this ghost doesn't adhere to the rules of the house that we then eventually learn. So why did we spend so much time teasing this ghost? I think
1: there was like two different types of like. I don't think the uncle's ghosts and I don't think Danny's ghosts were real ghosts. I think that they like had to kind of like adhere to the theme of this season, which was um, like regret and like living in the past and being stuck in there and like shame. Whereas like last season's Hill House was like trauma and how yeah. your childhood kind of will always... Affect you.
2: And I'm glad you brought up Henry's ghost as well. But I didn't think that those made the story better. I didn't feel any more connection to the story. I didn't feel like that was a very good storytelling device. Because especially because... With Danny's ghosts, there's really no payoff. We find out why he died, how he died in their relationship. And then he just goes away and she's like, I'm gay now, I'm ready, here I come. Right. And, then, and then we just keep on trucking with her. Right. Um, I also found her character overall frustrating because the first half of the season is spent with her being haunted by him. And then the second half is all the other crap that's going on. She spends the whole season being like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> she spends a I lot of time so being frightened. I thought frightened. her performance was great. And it made her performance like a constant, just fear, and I again, I made it really hard well, to relate to I was, her.
0: I was doing the dishes, and then uh, I saw the in the reflection. But then I, I bought a flower, and then like it just, it just yeah. seemed like, oh my god, it was just, a lot of just let the ghost get you already.
2: Yeah, it was. It made it again a little hard to relate to her because it was like I, I have never been in a constant state of fear from ghosts. So, but,
0: and one of the big problems I had with her first ghost, the truck boy or whatever, pancake man, you know. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, it's just his the only thing that was scary about him. him being there was just the fact that every time you see him it just goes bah!
2: like it just yeah. like the, the sound like just the goes like noise noise oh like, that should be a sound pad sound yeah. effect
0: bah! yeah and I'm like but like <laughs> I, th- that doesn't make it scary it just makes you jump right yeah. just cause like it's such a cheap way to like startling. get you nervous and stuff like there was more like jump kind of scares in this one as opposed to I understand they're not trying to focus on making it a scary show as much as the first one but like even when that lady shows up at the end and like grabs her by the throat it's like a, just like bah! like she like, just yeah. shows up and like s- like I will say
1: that was like a climax and then they immediately went in. My least favorite episode was the black and white episode. I thought, yeah, I like thought it was going nowhere and it looks because it was like the climax, the the lady of the lake like grabs Danny's neck and Mm -hmm. that was like building up to that. And then suddenly we were just like in this other world. And I just felt like that character didn't really match like her reasons for. Like, I feel like all the other characters were mourning something, mm-hmm. like mourning a person or mourning their past, where she was just, like, this Stubborn, petty, like, <laughs> angry woman. Yeah. And I was just like, "What? Well, okay, like, this is the... Re- and also... To more of your point, like, her accent just really takes you out of it. Um, Yeah. I like Katie Seagal.
2: Is that her name? Yeah, she's married to uh, Mike Flanagan, who I think that actually really came through in this season, though, is that the first season was entirely directed by Mike Flanagan. Mm -hmm. He was a showrunner. And this season, only the first episode was directed by him, and each episode had a different... I think there was a couple that had Mm -hmm. the same director, but, like, most of the time, it was a different director, which... Again, I think was good because they had a lot of different storytelling plots, Mm -hmm. like uh, because there's so many more characters that aren't related. There was like a lot of cool interweaving. But what frustrated me was like the cycle of the show was like, which they also did in the first season. But like you would end the episode on a cliffhanger and then we would start the next episode and then there'd be a whole bunch of backstory that had nothing to do. And then we'd end on the same Mm -hmm. cliffhanger again. And I didn't feel any more resolved or interested in it because it was like there's so much that's just repetition and the repetition was really strong before but it just felt like you're just delaying the inevitable yeah. gratification for me and I I just want to get to it. it I'm was, like, like, I'm over it at this point. Too yeah. It was two episodes too long. And another thing that they spend a lot of time dwelling on and don't explain is the memory hopping. The whole like, oh, Miss Jessel, you're gonna tuck me away again. Is Moyle's tucked away? Who's tucked away? I don't know. How what? We know, they never really explained how yeah. like ghosts have the ability to do that. And like I was like We're all dragging each other down because they won't accept their fate. Yeah, which I was just kind of like, okay, cool. That's like a cool device. But if you're going to spend a whole episode explaining how the house is haunted, and you'd mentioned that in our other discussion that they do do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciated that. that actually made the house kind of a character. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Um, but then they just didn't explain this other thing that was like critical to the plot. Yeah. So it kind of was like, oh, okay. I do think that the last episode like wrapped it up quite well. And I thought that that episode was really good. I thought the episode should have ended after Jamie and Danny just moved to America. I just was like, if that's where it ended, I would have been fine. I didn't like the whole like weird storytelling method where the narrator is Jamie and she's at Flora's wedding and she's telling the story. And it's kind of like, wouldn't I understand that the kids like blocked it out and didn't have any memories, but wouldn't they kind of notice some of those details were exactly like their life? I don't know. That kind of struck me as odd. And then also the, the actors they had to portray like Owen and miles in the future. It actually took me until the last episode to realize that's who they were supposed to be. I didn't oh, yeah. see the resemblance at all. Owen's I was like, was yeah, pretty. I'd be like, get this woman out of my wedding. Who <laughs> is this freaking lady? Yeah. Just chatting the whole time. And then at the very, very end, she leaves her hotel room, her door open. And then Danny's ghost comes in and like puts her hand on her shoulder. And I get that that's about like, you're inviting the ghost in, but, do those rules transcend Bly Manor if you just leave your she's, door open? She's
1: trying to. Like I feel like that was so beautiful because she's all these people are trying to like get rid of their ghosts and forget them and and Jamie's like the only one who's trying to like invite them back in. She's like asking to be haunted. I guess. And I like, laughed. Danny won't. Oh, I, I was, literally
2: laughed oh my when God. that happened.
0: What what part? I
2: when, at the very that. very end, when she I like puts her hand on Jamie's my shoulder out. and she's just sitting. Why did she have to sit in the chair? Why can't she it go in the bed? Really uncomfortable. Yeah. It why did she like angled the the chair at the door? Why? Why? Explain, please.
1: Yeah. You can
0: put your hand on your someone's shoulder who's lying down.
2: Yeah, you yeah. could probably.
1: That's do just more. good physics. <laughs> um, I will say that. I just I think a huge part of it for me was like the love story between Danny and Jamie because they were gay. But absolutely (laughs) yes, like you know how rare it is. That is true. To like find a good gay like queer story, like (laughs) a good queer romance on television that that isn't like like it isn't like gimmicky. That isn't gimmicky. Like I can't think of many. Like there's none. Like so it's like I feel like a lot of people like me are like waiting to see that. So it means so much more when that happens. So like, I it, like really drew me in and I like loved those two a lot. And it was believable to me. That's the other thing, oftentimes, like when you see a queer couple on screen on television, you're like, okay, those are two straight actors, trying to kiss each other like they have no chemistry
2: they're like yeah like it's not but these two like seemed actually into each other and yeah they did have good chemistry i thought hannah and owen also had good chemistry chemistry. the (laughs) one thing that confused me about hannah as a ghost though is that the kids could see her after she like everybody could see her after she died and i was like so does not knowing you died mean that you're visible yeah like i don't yeah I didn't, there are a, a lot of she questions,
0: like, but she like touched people and certain things, and, and they were didn't, fine, and didn't like possess them. Yeah,
2: or, that confused me, but I did really like that little like play in with the the visual crack, right? Because she sees yeah, that crack everywhere, I and like I was that. like, oh, where is that going to go? That was to me the best payoff. That was mm-hmm. like the most subtle, interesting payoff. Yeah. And then the last thing I'm going to complain about is the child actors. Oh my God. Those kids made me want to wax off my eyebrows. I did not enjoy it. I thought that their performances were good, but they were annoying. They weren't like the boy was actually a very good actor. And I did recognize that he was trying to mimic Peter Quint, like, and how he acted when he was being tucked away. (laughs) But what bothered me about the little girl is that her face never changed. And she would like, even when she was scared she just like open her mouth and scream,
0: but her eyes always stayed the same. Oh, how silly of me. must've, (laughs) Uh, dozed off. Oh. Isn't it splendid?
2: <laughs> oh, it's just perfectly splendid. I just can't wait to show you all my doll. Don't touch the dolls; they all have a very specific. Place oh God, you're really Uh you're good. She's actually the voice of Peppa Pig, that girl. Is and she I think, actually? yeah, I think she, that's Shut probably up. why she's such a good voice actress. Stick to animation. <laughs> Maybe so why cute. her face did she was annoying really cute, but yeah, I found her quite annoying, and I also found like the fact that she was kind of a a, a vehicle of exposition. Pick Elaine.
0: pick Elaine.
2: Are you saying pick Elaine? Like is in your elderly friend? No, yeah, pick Elaine. <laughs> uh yeah. So those are my gripes with the haunting of blind manor, but most of all, it was boring. Boring.
3: <laughs> I
1: disagree kate what do you think i know you also agree with kate's been quite quiet
3: well i i guess i agree Um, because she fell asleep (laughs) (laughs) i would watch start an episode and then fall asleep and then i slept through you fall asleep watching absolutely everything and then i slept through a couple of episodes and woke up with danny and what's her face like living in new york oh and I was like, Vermont. Wow. Yeah. In Vermont, because and gay marriage was legal. I was like, Should I go back? And I was like, No, I just need to move forward. So then people explain <laughs> the end to me, but um, but you didn't see it. I don't feel like an authority on this show because I, I Only tried to put in 60%. the time, but it just didn't. It didn't click for me. It, it didn't connect. You. It defeated you. You know what I've seen multiple times, um. The Newsroom by Aaron Sorkin. Thank you, <laughs> oh,
2: thank you, and good night. It's a lot of people monologuing at each other. Love it, and yet you don't fall asleep during
3: that. Yeah, no. Nope. Sweep, 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 and
1: everything is the end of the world.
3: Just good intentions, liberals trying to make the world a better place. Yes. Young yeah. Elliot? With so her eyebrows. What all in think? all,
0: I think I was let down. But but 90% of that is because of what I was expected from it, I think, going into it. And um, because I really was surprised by the first season, um, just because of how I really enjoyed that they didn't like go ham-fisted into like, just being trying to be the scariest show or whatever. They just like, this is just a creepy story and it kind of unfolds again that that show also kind of suffers from like those big kind of middle episodes, not going anywhere. I feel like a little bit too long, but this one just felt like kind of two times as long just because of, I didn't enjoy a lot of the stuff in between, but um, yeah, I just didn't click with the characters all that much. And uh. I don't know. I really fucking hated that little <laughs> son of a bitch kid that <laughs> cuts the head off that goddamn pigeon. He sucked.
2: <laughs> Miles.
3: Gross. Kate. <laughs> Miles, come home.
0: No, fucking stay there. You suck. <laughs> gross. I thought
3: she was a really good nanny though from the parts I saw. I she was very, very understanding. understanding.
2: Was yeah, I her character was the most like The kids are being
1: fine. so weird
3: and she was like maintaining normalcy
1: somebody made a comparison of her that i thought was really funny um that was she's like the babysitter from the incredibles
3: they had a babysitter? Where she's good until they start doing the weird shit. No, where, yeah, where
0: Jack
1: she's Jack doing. Jack is fine. Jack Jack's fine. I'll deal with it. It's okay. It's yeah, fine.
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I have no recollection of this. <laughs> no, you shouldn't
1: rewatch that movie. It's really
2: good. Jack Jack's turning Jack Jack's into on fire, a. fire, but it's okay.
0: But it was the opposite. He, she kept calling the uncle and she was like, oh my God, everything's going Wait, crazy. Which, you know, which She was a
2: good
1: Ms. nanny. Miss Jessel
2: or, or Danny?
0: Danny.
1: I will Miss oh. Jessel was not a very good
0: nanny.
2: She was having
1: Oh, I meant Miss Jessel was
0: the most like normal.
1: Oh, no. I thought <laughs> Danny was quite a good.
0: No, she wasn't. She was like this guy was like, "Oh, hey. Oh, I'm in love with you."
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true.
0: Let's die and spend she together. Gonna forever. Go to America. We're going to go to America. Yeah, Um, they had no chemistry I I also,
2: last gripe, I found it frustrating When they spent all this time Explaining that Henry had An affair with the children's mom And that he's actually Flora's dad (laughs) But again, had no impact on the
3: story Because she doesn't find out I missed so much in the show
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then he had like those episodes Where like he was like Gollum Because he had like his evil form Talking to him, he's like, oh, but what are we drinking tonight? Having
2: bourbon
0: Having that put character an creeps me out so
1: much. I was like, the smiley guy, that smile off your face.
0: That was scary. Yeah, um, every time I watched that guy, I was like, just bring back the dad from the first season. He was so nice, and I agreed. It was. It was I just agreed with to, him. He was just trying to clean that mold. He just wanted to get <laughs> the mold out of the house.
3: Um, oh, I wonder what they'll do. You have any guesses about season three? What are they going to adapt? Uh, what are they going to do? Because here's what I have to say. Do you have an idea? A book that they should do? I think they're going to do another Shirley Jackson. I think they're going to do We've Always Lived in the Castle.
0: A live action retelling of The Defining Nemo.
3: <laughs> I think he should do like a, a more modern writer. I don't, maybe. Who? who's Roald mo-
0: doll? Who's Roald more Dahl.
2: modern writer besides Stephen King that hasn't been bludgeoned to death?
0: Robert Munch.
3: Yeah, so scary. <laughs> Underrated. Munch. Um...
0: Mortimer goes to bed.
3: <laughs> Six part premiere on Netflix. Um, we were
2: going to talk about constructive criticism, but I actually think we should save that for another time.
0: Actually, one last thing I wanted you guys to, uh, just cause we talked about this a little while ago. Someone just said this to me. Um, do you guys, any of you have crave?
1: Yeah. yes, You know, I do because Gordon has crave. So no, we have crave. So Uh
0: crave. And then the American version is, uh, HBO max, right? So uh-huh. HBO Max came out with this uh this video today and just kind of showing their like next uh their next full year of stuff, uh like content they're gonna do, and they're gonna do all these big premieres at day and date with theaters. So like when Dune comes out mm. in theaters, they're coming out the same day on HBO Max, mm-hmm. oh, as wow. well as what here, here we go. It's loading up here. We got Wonder Woman 1984, the exact same Wonder Woman 1984. Here we go. Dune, uh the heights that Lynn Manuel. This who? new Suicide Squad.
3: So who? Lin Manuel Miranda,
0: They're doing all this like day and date stuff, and like the Matrix Four is on it.
3: Do
1: you oh, have to damn. pay extra? No. No, you don't. It's just, you just with said, your
0: with your subscription. You
1: were right. It's the end
2: of movie theaters yeah. as we know it. Are you going to see it in theaters? Like, are you for Dune example? Let's say that Dune is accessible in movie theaters. Yeah, are I you- will.
0: If I can, I will. If it's safe, then I will. Because, like, the only thing is... Here, we're going to get technical here for a second. But, like, Crave in for Canada, only puts out in 1080p, which is like, I'm not going to watch fucking Dune through a screen door. Like, it's like, oh, just like, what even? Is that sand? Like, I don't even know. Like, I'm not going (laughs) to watch. Do you not know
2: I have a 4K TV and a Dolby Atmos setup?
0: 4K should be the standard now. It should. We have gotten that far. We're there. We're not living in 1982 anymore. Or 84. Either or. Um, Amen. But I will be watching uh, Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. Oh really? Maybe not on Christmas Day. Can I but come?
2: Sure. I'll but be I'll, there. I'll anyways. be watching it at home
0: because so I wasn't gonna go see that in the theater anyway.
3: Ooh, because
2: you don't like wonderful women.
0: No.
3: That's exciting. I'm gonna make sure we have the right subscription so I can watch Dune yeah. on Dune. our Dune. tiny, tiny, TV. tiny. I'm gonna screen. send you pictures of us Ten watching inches. It on that. I think
0: you should push it further away too.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you should
0: put it above the fireplace. Do thing. you think you should,
3: it's too close?
0: It, you can't get too close he to that thinks, TV. It's still too he small. thinks there's nothing Elliot, redeemable. About um,
3: it. he
2: equated it to like watching a movie on like your iPod Nano. Shut up.
0: Or like imagining You're what crazy. the picture of an iPod Shuffle would be. <laughs> yeah,
2: watching it on like the iPod Shuffle,
3: it looked like a USB. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like almost the same thing. as like, oh, if I close my eyes, I could watch Toy Story three whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We just imagine something's playing.
0: Uh, so we didn't get to constructive criticism, but we will get to that another time. Um, because we kind of went off in a whole bunch of different directions here.
2: Today was like like smooth jazz. Yeah. Like Maggie's number one. We we're mm-hmm. riffing off each other. Yeah. You know? dee
0: The parking lot motto is let's get loose.
3: Is that the motto? (laughs) Is that our slogan? Yes, (laughs) it is. Can I protest? (laughs) I have some constructive
1: criticism about that. Yeah, I would like if maybe we workshopped that and then came back. Too bad it's
0: already on the plaque. (laughs)
1: Let's Black. get loose. I think it's, I love you all. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Definitely I love you not all bad.
0: And let's get loose.
2: And, oh, okay. I thought it was going to be like, let's get gas. Or like, I love you all. Let's get loose. Check that engine. Meet you at the next pit stop. Route 404. Uh,
0: Thank you guys for listening. We'll <laughs> see you soon. Or we'll see you another time.